You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast. Uh, my name is Back. Appreciate you for tuning in. This is episode two forty nine, I guess, something like that. I don't know. I don't count no more. Uh, anyway, couple announcements before I get started here with my guest. This is a late night show, so you're gonna have to bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure you follow the feedback on Instagram. Um, go back to the archives. I've talked to a lot of people. Uh, if you want to find out about Austin, the Austin nightlife, you can go back through. I mean, from episode one to like, I don't know, 180 something. I talked to DJs, artists, musicians, uh, the mayor before Rogan. I'll just like to point that out. Um, but then a lot of funny people. I just had Jordan McDonald on, uh, Doc Farrow from Young, from uh, Young Sheldon was on recently. So go back, check it out, leave a review, share with your friends. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating that helps. Uh, again, I don't have any sponsors. I don't have any, I don't make money doing this. I just do it because it's fun. I like to get to know people. I'm fascinated by people. I like to talk to funny people about funny shit and random shit so this is the feedback podcast appreciate you now oh and uh follow hip-hop bingo as well on instagram our next one will be on may 22nd at native we haven't announced what the edition will be uh but follow you'll find out uh just a heads up i don't know what it is about austin you guys always buy tickets like two days before the thing like you can't make plans and be like oh we're gonna Go to this. It's always got to wait till last minute. But they always sell out. Okay? All hip-hop bingo events always sell out. And then people ask me last minute, uh, can I get in? No. So it's limited sitting. Follow hip-hop bingo. When I announce the next, when the tickets are live, go get yours. It's always a good time. Shout out to K. Cali. Shout out to Rudy Davino. Shout out to Chris Tobar. And shout out to Native Hostel. And they can't even comedy folks from LA will be back with a really, really funny lineup like they always do. So follow Hip Hop Bingo on Instagram. It'll be a good time. Now, again, this is a late night episode. Yeah. <laughs> a long time coming. A long yeah. time coming. I got Monford Davis in my house. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be in your house. I, I, well, thank you. I'm yeah. happy to have you it's in been my a while. house. Yeah, we've been trying to do this for weeks, but you work so damn yeah, much. Yeah, I'm. A, if you guys don't know, I'm a door guy at Vulcan Gas Company. I have been since May of last year, almost a year now. You really like it? Yeah, it's. Uh, You're the second door guy that I've had on because I had Zach Bogus yeah. on. And Zach's no longer a door guy. I'm yes, still a door I, guy. I, yeah, I know yeah. what he, he told a story about what happened and all it was that a good stuff. story I, I was there for all oh, that. you were there yeah i saw all that stuff shit man i see i have i have a lot of respect and i've had other door guys on like like club yeah. just regular bar club door guys on the show and i i, I couldn't do that <laughs> i yeah. couldn't do it man i gotta i gotta give you a pause because i have a short fuse when it comes to drunk people especially on 6th street and if you if you've met me if you heard any of the previous episodes like i was a 6th street rat for years really yes how long have you lived in austin 23 years holy shit yes how, so you were on 6th street before it was dirty really before it was called dirty six when it was fun there was live music people were, no no i'm not saying there were no drama because i mean we didn't have shootings back then now that i remember well, I had, we had a riot once that was fun yeah. A riot. Like the cops were on one side of Sixth Street. It was uh for Mardi Gras. 
and everybody else on the other side. People were flipping cars. The cops and shit. couldn't do anything. No, they couldn't. It was yeah. But other than that, I mean, it was like it, it feels weird to me today. No, it doesn't weird. Actually, every once in a while, I do that. I do this. I just walk down Sixth Street and I'm like, oh, remember this used to be this and this used to be that. And I'm like, God damn, I'm old. Yeah. That's usually what it comes at the end of the day. That's what it comes out of. God damn, we're old, man. And we see all these kids running around and you wonder, was I like that before at that time? You might have been. How long you, how long you been in Austin? Since April of last year. Oh, yeah, year. that's right. Almost you just a said year. that. You said Almost that. A year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From where? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. 804. That's white, ain't it? Uh, it's, it's, it's mixed. It's mixed? It's white and black, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably more diverse than here, then. Yeah. yeah. It's a smaller city. It's like what? Round Rock size? Georgetown size, you think? Uh, no. Maybe. Kyle, Buda? Maybe a million people with the city and the surrounding area. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you came down it's here? the capital of Virginia. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I, I think I knew that. Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I knew that. I don't know capitals. It's not as white as Austin. Yeah, Austin is Austin, fucking white. I didn't, I didn't realize that when I came here. I just, really? I, was, I came here because this is where comedy was going. Right. I bet you'd have the best chance to, if you're going to pursue stand-up comedy. Right. You could get stage time. Yeah. The pandemic was happening. I was, tra- I was driving hours and hours mm-hmm. just to get five minutes on an open mic. And then you're like, "Holy shit, this town's white." I can go. I can, there's all these open mics, and it's like ten minutes, like twenty minutes. Yeah. To me, that's nothing. Like here, you know, twenty minutes. 30 minutes, that's, that's no drive at all. I was driving two hours up to D.C., two hours, 45 minutes to Baltimore. Shit, man. It's going up to Baltimore almost three hours for five minutes on a on an open mic. Damn, yeah, that's hustle. Did you stay in the house? What house? Did, when, uh, maybe between like June 2020 up until, I mean, were you still doing stand-up? No. Were you I, doing the no, Zoom shit? No, 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 no. You didn't I'm not, see, no. You just took a break. No, I think at, at the time there were only. So as mics went, Romo Room was still having mics. That's the one I, I would go to the most. Yeah. Um. Other than that, like I didn't really start back again until 2021, I think, like January 2021. But once the COVID hit, I was going through some other shit, pers- personal life and stuff. Um. But yeah, I think I started back in January 2021. And things people were still doing, you know, at least mics, not necessarily shows, but just mics. Well, actually, Vulcan was already doing shows because they started back with the Tony in November. In November, yeah, yeah Tony and uh, and Joe and uh, the Ron White one. I went to that one. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit! I guess we don't care. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Why in, not? In January 2021, the rest of the country really wasn't doing no much stand up. No. We were, yeah, we were, and it were, and it worked. Like, this is awesome. I want to move here. I mean, it's like, and you're right. It, it, I, I've gone to shows that actually the last show I went to at Vulcan was the Paul Verzi one, and I looked around. I was the only black person. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's pretty. It's pretty white in Austin. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yo, did you grow up around black folks? Yeah. 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 Like your best friend's black. Uh, I'm not, I'm not putting you on trial here. Not best friend uh, <laughs> no god no not best friend god uh, no now, i grew up next to some bosnian people though oh um, that's some culture it, yeah during the war like in in the early 90s yeah the, yeah. You know, the bosnian war, yeah, yeah. they came to america in like 98 99 or mm-hmm. whatever clinton administration so i grew up next to a muslim family from europe 
So like you people think Muslim, they think like yeah, think. brown, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Arab. But you know, that's it's not always the case. Have you have you traveled to Europe before? No, I've never left the country. Never left the country. No. Where would you go? Uh, Get the mic closer. South, to South America. Really? Yeah. So for for the butts. For the butts, but <laughs> I yeah. Come for, on, Brazil is no for Yes. No, I speak uh I speak decent Spanish. I I I did like this immersion program in high school. Oh, the nice. Spanish immersion. So I love I used to love Spanish, man. Before I did comedy, I wanted to be a translator or like work for the UN type shit. Yeah, but then I was like I started partying and shit, but then I was like <laughs> the there's always people away. that come to America and they, you know, they learn English when they're like 5 years old and they already know Spanish. Right. So how am I ever going to compete? It's not a com- it's not a competition. It's not a competition. But, but if you're going to have someone, you want someone that's actually, you know, fluent. Right, right. If you go into so translation, you it, start, it, it would help. There's kids learning two languages since they're born, you know. And you reach a certain point, like 13, 14, where your capacity for language learning just, I don't know if... if it's, it's possible. It's possible, but... I, it, trust me, it for is. For you to be able to think in another language, I don't know. No, it's possible. Yeah. I Look, I have proof my... Uh, when we came here in 98, my youngest brother was nine. And he didn't have English. And in, in, in France, you don't start uh, a second language until you're actually around that age. And so he came here, no no English, and picked it up. And then he picked because up Spanish. So he was so young. Yeah, it was nine. But my, my other brother. Try it when you're 20. It's not going to happen. No, yeah, it, it can't. See, I, I really believe he can. I mean, try when you're 60. It's going to be hard. doesn't mean it's impossible, yeah. but it's still doable. Immersion programs actually work, I think. I mean, if you do it for two weeks, you ain't going to do shit. But if you're there you're for like a solid... Four years, yeah. I would say six months. Yeah. So, like six months where you have no contact with your anybody who speaks English. Yeah. And where your your brain has to go into overdrive and really learn and process things. It, it, it's crazy what can happen because next to you know, not that it will come become second nature, but you'll 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 find yourself picking up expressions here and there. I just had a Doc Farrow so from Young Sheldon on uh, last week, and he said that he's going to take he's he's going to Spain, yeah, in an emer- like Spanish immersion program, and I'm like. You're gonna come back, like you, at least you're gonna know how to get around. I think in about a month, month to two months, you can get around. Six months, I think you're fine. So, what, is that where you're gonna go to Brazil to watch butts and learn Portuguese? Or me <laughs> menino, Portuguese. I have a background in Spanish. I would like to be a Spanish-speaking country, but Portuguese is very similar. It is. It is. Yeah, it has a weird accent to it. But. I don't know. I, th- I think if you dropped me in a Spanish-speaking country for uh-huh. six months, I'd, I'd be I'd be okay. But you'd go to where? To Spain? Peru, not Spain. Not Spain. That, Spain is dope, is man. It? Yes, that's a whole different kind of Spanish. Yeah, but I mean, you want to learn? You want to learn Mexican? I want Central American Spanish. I want like Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> now some some in you know in, when you take Spanish in the United States, right? The textbooks, a lot of it is, you know, they teach a, a Spanish from Spain dialect. Right. And there's different conjugations of words for Spain only, but the whole rest of the Spanish-speaking world doesn't, they don't follow those same rules. Right. I mean, it, it, it's like, it's like, um, 
Like the French that we speak in France versus the French that speak in Montreal. Right. Their French is fucked up. Right. It is fucked up. But uh, there, there's it's just different variations, but the base is there, right? So yeah. even if you, I, I think. I think I do okay in Spanish. Yeah, I think if you spoke, if you spoke Spanish, not if, when you speak Spanish and you go down to Brazil, I think you'll be okay. Like you'll, you'll get around fine. Yeah. So, um, but would you, like what else about South America is like really attractive to you? It's the jungle. You ever, really? you ever done drugs back? Yeah, I have. Ayahuasca? No, I haven't done that one. I heard about it, but never done people, it. People, white people are now, it's popular. We're going to do psychedelics. Right. We're going to do ayahuasca, but we're going to go to the rainforest and have a shaman. Yeah, on the side of the road. Trip. <laughs> yeah. So, does that, that I didn't do it? that. You, I just, I ordered the supplies from Amazon. I just, I, are you there's, serious? there's two different, you know. Oh, uh, we're getting trade secrets, two, yo. We're just, I'm not going to go too deep into it because psychedelic talk is boring. No, 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 no. I'm learning here. This is a but fucking... like I was, I was 18, 19, 20, and you buy this, uh, this root, this acacia root, this, this tree, this bark, and I ground it up. And there's these other seeds, so that you combine these two plants and you, uh, you know, you grind them up and make a tea out of them. And I was, That's I was my I own, was. I was my own shaman in my parents' kitchen. That's ayahuasca you were making? Yeah, I was making ayahuasca. It's tripping. God damn. So I had all those experiences just, yeah, tripping. By yourself? Yeah. Who told you? Like, how did you find out? I don't know. I just, I I feel like I I was trying (laughs) to find the secret. The Bosnian family next door? No, they they didn't. They weren't into that shit. (laughs) They were were very uh, conservative. Pretty pretty conservative, you know, for like first generation Americans. Yeah. And so you were, hold on. I think if I went to where that stuff actually grows, I would feel connection to that, that jungle spirit, I think. How many times did you do it? I don't know. Oh, so I remember know. a bunch I did, of times I did then. so much, yeah. I and did, did you, did you uh, like, do it with other people? Did you teach other yeah. people? Did you just did it for yourself? You went on Amazon and ordered all the yeah. ingredients? Yeah. But if it's natural, is that how you how they do it down there? Like, it would, it's like one thing probably, down there? It probably would have been more... Where they actually they knew exactly how much they were taking. They were weighing it. Uh huh. I I think you just like DIY just, it. Yeah, that DIY. The, how did, how how was it? It's intense, man. Like what? For I, from what I heard, it one it doesn't last, right? It's like three hours. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, three four hours. Three four hours, just like what? What are you seeing? Just, what I'm are you? Just, I'm just. Are you sitting nauseous. down? I'm, I've thrown up. I'm nauseous. I'm just like. Rocking back and forth on the carpet, just laying on the floor. And you're just, 19? Yeah. And your parents are like, Mumford, come do the dishes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, would, I had a lot of trouble with that, man. I did a lot of drugs. Are you speaking in tongues or what? Would, I, I I don't think I'm You don't talk, remember? I'm talking, yeah. I don't really know. So did you do it with friends and friends were like, yo, Mumford, yo, you were like fucking walking on your hands and speaking Chinese and shit. Nah, man, I really, I, I don't think I tripped a lot with my friends. You did it all did, by yourself? I, I tripped a lot by myself, yeah. Really? Mushrooms and acid and spice. You remember spice? No, what is that? that? No. The, I said, okay, the, you're talking to, the drugs. okay, the, the most intense thing I've done is mushroom. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll fuck with weed. How mushroom. much mushrooms? I don't know what's, how much, uh, like, there was have mushrooms been, in the bag. Seen, have you seen, like. Halluc- like hallucinations 
No, I like did patterns. It. No, I did stupid shit. I did it twice. I think I told the story on the podcast before, but I was at a so we had our own little Burning Man in Austin. It's called Art Outside. Yeah. It's not it, it's a festival that's like an hour east of Austin. And uh it's one of those festivals where they had well, of course, the art outside, but it was on a, this big ranch and there's no phone reception at all. So nobody's on their phone. And I'm out there with my girlfriend at the time. And we go to the campground, to the, the to the festival from the campgrounds and uh, get, get some shrooms. And we just lost track of each other. What do you mean? You lost, you lost her? Yeah. She was like, I'm going to go over here. I'm like, I'm going to go over there. And there's no cell phone reception. So I didn't see her for like two hours. And you both ate the mushrooms. We ate the mushrooms at the same time. So and lost. then we took off. So we lost. Oh, shit. And I end up, so what I remember, there was, um, had all these like installation, activation shit. Like they had the Tesla coils. They had uh, these, these like, dude was riding a bike. It looked like a huge aisle, like with lights on it and yeah. everything. And it had this giant dome. And this dome had some of the best sound system I ever heard in my life. And I'm in there and I'm tripping balls and I get in the crowd. I just shimmy my way like to the middle of the crowd. I'd never do that. I like to be like on the out outside, whatever, just chill. But I'm like go right in the middle and I'm standing there and in my mind, I'm jamming. I'm dancing like a fucking lunatic, yeah. but I'm not moving at all. And I can feel everybody move, like going by me, but they're not touching me, but I can still, I have my eyes closed the whole time. Wow. And then <laughs> there's a, I open my eyes and I'm like, there's a fucking monkey on the turntables. This is true. There's a fucking monkey on the turntables. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at people. I'm like, yo, check fucking monkey on the turntables. And it turned out that it was this, this band that had a monkey puppet oh my God. spinning records <laughs> and it wasn't, it didn't look like a, it looked like a, it, it's like a, it's a purple monkey with a unicorn horn on yeah. it with like jewelry and shit. It's called the Fungineers. It's this actual band. That's what they do. But for literally for a solid 30 seconds, I was like, you don't see the monkey on the turntables. <laughs> so that, that was my, that was my mushroom trip. Yeah. But it's a stupid shit like that. But I, I don't, the thing is when I do, when I do, Except for weed, um, uh, I never tried cocaine or anything like that. But like with mushroom, the thing is, I I anticipate like the effect so much that I don't I don't let it happen. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It's like I I'm, I'm I so want to be in control that right. I'm like, oh, when is it going? Oh, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't kicked in yet. When is it going to kick in? And I'm just annoying. Yeah. And then when it does. I'm like, oh, okay, but it takes it takes a while to get there. All, all the people I was doing it with, it took like five minutes. For me, it took like thirty, yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, you gotta let go. That's, yeah, hard. See, That's that, a hard thing to do. Yes, it is for me too. So what? Well, so, uh, so what was? What's your list? Everything you've done? Oh, man. Are, are, are you in trouble if you say that? No, no, no. I don't, I don't have any charges. Right. Okay, just making sure. It's DMT. Oh, you tried DMT. DMT. What was that like? I, I mean, it's it's just boring. We can we can get off this conversation. The drugs, the drug talk is. Oh, okay. I'm just curious. That's just. It's uh, I mean, you smoke it, and for like five minutes, you're just seeing these these patterns, and 
Joe Rogan actually got me onto that. Oh, really? That, that's yeah, why I heard it the like first 2011. time. 2011. Yeah. That's the first time I heard about it. Right right when the start of uh, Bitcoin, when Bitcoin started, started popping <laughs> off. Yeah, Bitcoin and the Silk Road. I don't know if you remember that. Silk Road. That's where the- That was the, the first uh, black, dark, dark, dark market. web market. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember It got that. raided after a little while, but I, I was buying off that shit. All the ingredients for to make ayahuasca and all that uh, the ingredients to make ayahuasca wasn't actually illegal, so you could buy them. You know, separate, Amazon today yeah, and still make I think it. you might be able to. All right. Yeah. Might have some links to share later. Oh, the kids are going to. Don't do this. <laughs> no, don't do drugs. No, don't. Wait till you're older. Nah, I can't wait till my son listens to this. Yeah. Um, I won't. So why, why the comedy then? Uh, I had a, I've always loved it. I always loved watching stand-up. Like live or just had the huge? Yeah. When I was um, when I was nineteen, I I got a job at a comedy club. I was I was a server. You know, Which wait, one? The Funny Bone in uh, in Virginia. Nice. I worked at a Funny Bone, and I okay. got to see a lot of cool people back in 2012. Uh-huh. And uh, years years went by, and bunch of drugs, bunch of uh, arrests. I went to jail. Uh, Man, it's dark. <laughs> then I then I had a bad breakup after. Oh, you had a girlfriend? I had a girlfriend, yeah, believe it or not. I, 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 can, I, I can believe it. Like two and a half years, we were li- it was the first serious one. Do you remember that? The, the first, first year? When, when you were living with her? Yeah, no, I didn't do that the first year. You didn't live with her, your girlfriend? No, I didn't. Never? Uh, after she got pregnant, yeah. Okay, well, I did, she was not pregnant, and I still <laughs> I did that, that. See, that's a mistake. After a year, it's too early. No, but before a year, is that what you said? Within uh, the first year, you're moving with your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's about, it was you found out about some really, yeah, weird shit, and we live with yeah, somebody. You get too close. You got codependent. Mm-mm. It can't be all roses. Like, oh my god, we're so in love. Let's share no. beds and no. You bring in my suitcase. Had to no. be very serious. We had to grow up. Uh, Gotta pay bills. That that'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. You. I mean, I was talking about it with a friend today. Like, think about the number of divorces that happened over the pandemic, when you're like. Yeah, we're married. We're in a relationship. We're under the same roof. But God damn it, I need to see other people. Like I have, I need. I need to go to post office. Like I, I you know what? It yeah. got to a point for me where I hate going grocery shopping. Yeah, I never had a good experience when I go grocery shopping. But I was excited during the pandemic to put a mask on and go to HEB. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Like uh, that. That's I need that break just to, you know. So. What was your pandemic like? Uh, you were you were in the house. Yeah, I was in the house. I mean, I I don't want to get all like personal. Yeah, it, it put it this way. Um, I felt like just like I said, like you be you you're around somebody all the time, and it's not like you know the relationship is great to begin with exactly. and then you're like oh wow okay i see now i i need to i need to do something seriously good and then you and then you you, you try you try and then, you know you're like yeah not for me you find out like you said you find out about some like you don't find out about somebody until you actually live with them yeah for a while yeah. and you're like uh yeah for the rest of my life i'm not signing for this i'm, I'm really not and you know to, it's 
to each his own. There's only so much you can you can take, you know. And and in like any relationship, it's really it's how much can you give versus how much you can take, right? And then you find out what's that ratio. Are you comfortable with it? Yes or no? And if you are good, if you're not, uh. Uh-uh. Did you love her? I did. Well, she's the mother of my child. Yes. Good person. So that's recent. You have a huh? You have a very you have a young child. Yeah, he's four. He's four. Do you want kids? I've had a vasectomy. Oh, that's right. You talked. I, to, a, I thought that was a joke. No, you did at yeah. twenty at that early. Yeah, twenty one, twenty two. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to. I, I, I don't think, want to give away. By the way, you guys, you guys say it on stage. I mean, I could get it reversed. You can. It's a thing. It's possible. I think. So the vasectomies are covered by most insurance plans, uh-huh. which at, at that age I, would, I had family insurance. Right. I don't anymore. But the reversals are like not covered. They're like five, six grand. Oh, and so you're, you're, probably, you're done. It's probably not going to happen. You're done. You know, it's a dive. It might. Yeah, skip skip all the diaper shit. I'm not, I don't have, I don't, can't really take care of. You have, I'm not that responsible right now. You have plants, pets? No. Hamster? No, no. no. <laughs> Dude, my, I had I had hamsters when I was a kid. I didn't take care of them. I didn't like cleaning the cage. Oh, uh, that's never fun. And but they only live like a year or two years. You have a hamster? My sister had one, and then he uh, choked himself to death in his own house because he put too many cotton balls in his little house. What do you mean? How did he choke himself? He didn't get. Couldn't get out. Oh my god! Like he suffocated. Sorry, he suffocated. He got stuck in the house. Yeah, with all the cotton. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't do it. It yeah. wasn't me. <laughs> I, it wasn't me, but little pimps. My hamster would try to get out of the cage. It, yeah, you would, would like jump it, up on the house yeah. and push the roof off, and it would climb out. Yeah, and then American Ninja Warrior tra- style. Yeah, it just it, it just wanted to get out. So many times we put like the books on on top of the cage of rocks. It's still trying. Then it would get out and try to put peanut butter out, and it, one time it came back. Then one time it it was gone. See, it, it's. I don't see the point in that because you can't really play with a hamster. Yeah. Like get it, like dog. Okay, I do you ever have a dog, dog or cat? I should have. You don't play they with never cats. Let us. My cat? mom and dad never let us. You asked for one. Yeah. Do you have Do you have siblings? I got one sister. Younger or older? A younger. You play with her at least. I mean, not. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm from Virginia, but <laughs> we didn't. No. It's, we kind of did our own thing when we were young, real young. We played together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like to where it's like. There's a, a sort of um. Uh, we wanted pets, man. But then after a certain point, it's like whatever. Didn't matter. I'm doing smoking weed now. Yeah, I got I got DMT in the got DMT the in the mail from the the Bitcoin. Yeah, I bought <laughs> that. Should have kept. So what w- what else were you doing in Virginia? Just working and doing comedy. Yeah, working, partying. I got into hip hop. Really? Yeah, uh, I dropped out of college. But I got into hip hop, man, and I was I I wanted to rap, and I I was I liked being around that culture. Yeah, what was it for just you? Doing some music videos, just just uh. Who's from Virginia? Where is Virginia Beach? R- Richmond, Virginia, the DMV. So DC, you got I mean, there's Wale. Well, I mean, uh, how far back are we going? Because I mean, the I Neptune, mean, the Neptunes are from Virginia Beach. Does that count? Who's from uh, the Neptunes? The Neptunes. Yeah. Uh, Timberland's Timberland. from there. Uh, Missy, Chris, Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliott, Chris Brown is Tabahannock. Yeah, I don't know. If he's not hip hop. That counts. Still like talented because yeah. because when, when you, 
Yeah, because well, yeah. when you think hip hop, you think what you know, East Coast, West Coast, and sometimes Houston, mm-hmm. Chicago, maybe. And yeah. then you're like, yeah, there's Virginia Beach actually. Virginia actually has some dope MCs coming. Now, nobody cares about Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's true. Did you, so? Did you try to rap? I tried. I recorded some stuff. No uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, man. And what, I, what, I did what was a little spoken word too. I, it was just Mumford Davis. Oh come on, yeah. man! No, 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 yeah, no, no. I no. thought I thought it would be a good rap name because Mumford Davis. I thought, yeah, yeah. If you're around black guys, they would have given you Mumford. a nickname. Yeah. Do you have a nickname? Never, I mean, Mumford, I re- like I you, think you were Kendrick Lamar before Kendrick yeah, Lamar. I, I was trying, yeah. <laughs> I'm Mumford record. Davis, y'all. Mumford Davis. Represent. Yeah. Were you freestyling? On the underground. Uh, yeah, I used to, man. Yeah. Shit, hell yeah. Did it, did, and then I would I would take some of my writings and, and I did spoken word. But then it just, I got, I got into stand-up. I think this is, like, this is what I should be doing. But really? I do have that background. But but you you I were, still have that love. But you it's just do, there's yeah. better people that should be doing that than me. That's fine. You can still be a fan. Yeah. I, but there's a, um, I mean, I I I really think that everybody at some point in their life wanted to be a rapper. It seemed like so much fun. No, it does. It seems like it. It really does. And and until you you know you really get into it, you're like, oh shit, yeah, this is serious. Because yeah. I I tried. Uh, I listened to well, there was French hip hop growing up. That was huge, but all French hip hop is based on American hip hop because every French rapper, producer, you name it, will say, "Yo, I was a big, I was a huge fan of uh, you know Wu Tang Clan and Mob Deep and Eric B and Rakim, and they would just drop it, and they would go to New York, like every DJ and producer. I'm talking like." late 80s, early 90s from France, they would go to New York and then meet whoever, like a Rick Rubin or uh, a young Russell Simmons and then work with them and bring that shit back to France. Right. Actually, I just found out that UMTV Raps, you remember the, the show? Oh, yeah. UMTV Raps came from a French photographer. No shit. So this French photographer, uh lady, uh, she was taking pictures uh, early in France, and she worked for MTV. And uh, MTV asked her to develop a show. Uh, it was just called Yo. And she was friends with Fat Five Freddy. And so the show was already going on in the UK. And then Freddy saw it, and it was like, this is dope. And then she was like, Okay, we could talk to MTV so we can do something similar in the US. And that's how UMTV Raps. It was like a year later, UMTV Raps started. But anyway, the relationship between American hip hop and French hip hop is really tight. Um, But I forgot where I was going with this. Yes. So when I first started listening to hip hop, I was like, American hip hop was like 10, 11. So it was like Doggy Style, it was, you know, The Chronic. And I was just like, I, would, I just learned the words by heart. I know what the fuck they meant, but I just would yeah. learn the words. And I did try, I did rap with some friends. I would rap in English yeah. and they would rap in France, in French. And we would, one year I came back, I was already here. And then I came back and we, we went to the studio, recorded two songs and we did a music video. It's called Street Ball Niggas. It's stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. It was just fun to do. Like two days of shooting, Two days of uh, editing, and then we showed it in the park, like on a giant screen. 
But did you perform? Yeah. As like, did you open for somebody or did you? No, no, it never, it never got That's, that that serious. Man, I'm trying. To... It was fun for a while, man. It was just, sometimes it was just fun hanging out, smoking weed, drinking, drinking a couple beers, and just. It seems nice. We're just recording and and freestyling. Do you have tapes from back then? Tapes uh, or CDs? I don't know. No, I don't know. no. There's come on. I you don't couple, have nothing I've, recorded. I've got some recordings here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do, yeah. do you you listen to? Them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would love maybe, to listen. Yeah, no. Maybe I'll put them out. I took them down from SoundCloud. Oh, they were on SoundCloud. But yeah, I had them on SoundCloud. What, what kind? What kind of rapper you think? What kind of rapper was I? Yeah, are you humming a humming or are you actually? Saying I have bars, things, yeah. yeah. Actually, there's there's some out, yeah. Man, I would I would I would love to hear that. Did you? Well, who was your like rapper? Like, oh yo, yeah, this is the guy. I don't even know. No, Action Bronson. When I first <laughs> when I first got introduced to it, it was maybe two early two thousands. So like Ludacris, Fifty Cent, yeah, Paul Wall, yeah. But you think Eminem. it was. But it was influenced South, East, West, what? Uh, I don't know. I know. I got into some underground shit, man. I got into a lot of the Rhyme Sayer stuff. Oh, nice. I love Atmosphere. Yes. Idea and Abilities. Thank you. Thank you. I love Idea. Yeah. Uh, You like some Brother Ali? I love Brother Ali. Yeah. I've I've got family in Minnesota. My mom's whole side is from Minnesota, but I've never been, I've never seen like the Minneapolis hip hop scene. I would love to go there. I would love to go back there and do comedy there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you, ever, you ever been Minneapolis? Yeah. No, but I've seen um, I've seen Brother Ali many times. I've uh, seen Atmosphere and Aesop Rock and Dem Atlas. Yeah, let me see. see. That's the thing. Like in the two thousands, like I once my my English got better and I was listening to what was on the radio. Shit I was is like, good. fuck that shit. I'm going on the ground. Yeah. And that's when I found out about, yeah, Slug and, I mean, I went deep. I went to like. MF Doom. Yeah, I wasn't that big of a Doom fan. Yeah. Because, don't get me wrong, I was appreciated. You vibe to that shit. Yeah, you, could, you can. Have that on. But sometimes it was, it sounded so random. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the penship, penmanship, yeah. whatever the yeah. word is. Uh, and like how he builds his, his rhymes. Because it, like people study this shit now. Like MF Doom lyrics. But you know, look, there's there's crazy people out there. There's, there's a lot of there's mental people. All these people have mental illnesses. Like rappers? Just it, the listeners. Oh, yeah. And sometimes those like random ass words, like people that are creating like this is meaning something to them. Like, I bet. I mean. I, it might speak to people. Sl- you never know. Slug to me. Slug to me was not a rapper. It was more of a poet. Yeah. Storyteller. Uh, yes, I, my my favorite atmosphere song. Uh, he goes, throw your hands up in the air and waving like you just don't care. See you deserve a record, uh, something. Work that body. Make sure you don't hurt nobody. Fuzzy, fuzzy as a bear. Fuzzy as a, you know that one. Mm. Uh, my songs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so how, how, how does it go? Uh, my life isn't cool as your life. And oh shit, my life isn't. Cool is your life, and someday I wish stab in my sleep by your wife. So stop asking me what's wrong and keep acting like you don't know the words to my song. That beat is phenomenal. It it actually like I can't play it for like copyright. You have a great producer, Ant. Oh yeah, man. Oh, 
You ever got into 7L, Esoteric, those guys? I got into Evidence. I got into Evidence, yeah. Um, the dilated. Dilated Peoples. Arsonists. Um, Living Legends. Yes. Yo, yeah, yeah. Merce. Yeah. yeah. I like me some uh, back then. Grouch and Eli. Grouch and Eli. Yeah. yeah. I got to meet Eli at, at South by um, Latif, the true speaker. Yeah. Zion. Cannibal Ox. Cannibal Ox was weird. Yeah. Was, I, actually, I heard That's a song. Shit, I heard a song recently by Cannibal Ox. I had no idea it was him. And I was like, this is dope. But I remember Cold Vein, the Cold Vein album yeah. was just weird top to bottom. But what, what was the, I forgot that one track. That, oh shit. Anyway, but like, yeah, uh, D12. I like me some D12 back then. They were getting a cage. Yeah, cage was great. Copyright, cage and copyright. People are tuning out. If you're an underground hip hop fan, you know exactly what we're talking about. So that was the website. Remember undergroundhiphop.com? Yeah, it's still around, right? You no, no, it's, it's gone. So the guy who ran it for, for a while, then that was my go to. Just focus on comedy. I, I, we'll get Past to that. Couple years, yeah. But uh, so the guy who runs it, uh, he I think it's just his Twitter is like hip hop history man or something like that. But that was the go to for anything on the ground hip hop. Like yeah. he had the videos, he had the vinyls you could they buy. Promote, they were promote albums that were dropping. Shit, yeah, and and uh, they had all these radios channels. Remember that? They, you could download. Um, they had like. Artist specific radio channels, so they, they had an atmosphere radio mm-hmm. where it was you, you could just tune in and, and it was just a bunch of atmosphere shit. Uh, and then they had these mixtapes, and this guy was um, DJ Food Stamp. DJ Food DJ Food Stamp, yeah. and I remember like the, he had drops on it. Every mixtape he goes, it's the first of the month because that's when they would drop. Yeah. And you could just—I have like maybe twenty of them that I downloaded from back then, and it was always this dope underground shit. And yeah, and and today I think he just does uh, mixtapes on Twitch, SoundCloud, stuff like that. And every once in a while he puts out, "Yeah, this is me with a, uh, you know, with Rock Hour Science and Babu, and this is me with the Q Unique, and you know, uh, One Below." Like those would. Guys, by then, but it's like, not the same anymore. No, no, no. They don't like he. He got he stopped. There was that site, and there was hiphopsite.com dot com also that had a lot of underground shit. But that, that those were my go to man. I miss those days. Don't make them the maybe maybe there's some underground shit. Did you, today. Ever, did you ever graffiti? Did no, graph right. I mean on my notebook, looking not on walls, not on walls. No, have you? No, no. That's cool though. You ever try DJ? Just, just rapping. That was the oh, one yeah. pillar you wanted. Dancing. Oh, nah, when nah, I would nah, I've always been, dude. I've always Come been on. so fat, man. Boy, <laughs> man, I could never. I used to want to. I, I, I used would, to want I, to. I, I you can still want to. I still want to. <laughs> I want to see. I would look up the videos. Head. Little. Too, it was like back in the like 2007. There was just little like animation, little little gifts. Did you? Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, I mean that, to do the Bronco like. You jump from your hands back to your legs, like yeah, that. yeah. Get your legs up, to, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when when you went, uh, just uh, it's breaking. Yo, I, I mean, I I I was a dancer, and I was like, really? I, I didn't spin on my head though. I would do like choreography stuff like that, like Michael Jackson, blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, don't ask me to spin on my head. Can't do that shit. I think it's it's more fun if you dance without doing breakdance shit. 
where it's just like your your body moves, or however it moves, doesn't matter. Nobody's asking you to do a flare. I like to dance. Oh, I, I dance still. Just I just I'm just crazy. Just fucking move, and it makes people laugh. It just I I enjoy it. it makes that, people. That's happy. fine. I I'd love to see it one day. Yeah, because it's a big statement to make. Yeah, but I do believe everybody. I, don't care. I do believe everybody can dance though. I really do. Some people look better doing it yeah, than others, exactly. but everybody can do it. So tell me when you, so what was the click to get on stage the first time? stand up? Yeah. So the girl left and, you know, we would, I would always have on podcasts, I'd have Tiger Belly and Joe Rogan and mm -hmm. Andrew Santino and Ari Shafir and, and Joey, like, a lot of Joey Diaz. A lot of Joey Diaz. Like, I can't stand that guy. Yeah, I would yeah. play all this shit, and she just hated it. And that—that's why she broke up. No, no, it was just—it wasn't going good. Yeah. Wow, but did she make? It was wasn't like, going good for a while, but. I—I oh. I remember telling her that I wanted to do it, and she's like, "Oh no, no, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't think don't. you're funny." <laughs> <laughs> and then you fuck this bitch. <laughs> you gotta I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna do it. So. Like a month after that, I went to my first open mic and I was scared. Which what, what was that? It was in, in Richmond, in Virginia, in okay. Richmond, yeah. And then, 2019, yeah, and uh, it was awful. And I didn't go back for like another month and a half. How nervous were you? So nervous. I went up last. Did you prepare? I looked up online where the place was. I mean, what I could. I I didn't ha I didn't know what a joke format was. Do you remember your first one? Uh, yes, I do. It was bad. Are you? You're one of the people that killed the first. No, time. no, I wouldn't say kill, yeah. but I, I, I got a, a few chuckles, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Because I mean, it's like a, there's this assumption that you you see other people do it, and then you assume, "Oh yeah, I, I can do that." And then you get up there and like, "Oh fuck, I got to make these people laugh. This is this is rough." Yeah. Right. And some people have it. Some people don't. And Some people come prepared. Some people just go up there and riff and they think it's going to be okay. You can be over-prepared or you're not prepared at all. There's not like a middle ground like your first time. Yeah. And then whatever, however you feel when you get down from the stage is going to like determine whether or not you're going to do it again or not. And you're like, fuck this shit. And you waited another. I went, I, I just like got off the stage and went straight to my car and drove away. <laughs> I mean, I think I got I got a chuckle or two, maybe. But I tried sure. it again, and I was nervous. And there was times where I would show up to the spot, to mm -hmm. the bar where the open mic was going to be, and I saw all the people hanging outside, and I just went back, turned back around, went back to my car, drove, drove back home. Yeah. Because the girl left. So now I'm in a two-bedroom apartment by myself for like a year. <laughs> yeah, with all her fucking, all the, everywhere I look, all the memories. Yeah. Uh, And so you're like, okay, this is it. After, but I'm like, I'm gonna commit. I was, I just, I turned 26. I'm like, I gotta commit. To, I'm gonna commit to something in my life. I'm gonna, whatever happens, I got nothing to lose. I'm gonna do this. Mm -hmm. I've got the sex me. I don't have, I don't have to worry about having kids right now. If I, I do, can fuck all I want. But if I do, which I'm not fucking that much, anyways. But so, <laughs> but there was times like, yeah, I don't have to worry about, you know, getting pregnant, but. There's other so, things you can worry so about. So I committed to it. So I'm going to do comedy, and I, I just tried to hit as many open mics as I could. I tried to get as much stage time. I mean, that's the, that's the name of the game. Until coronavirus. And, yeah, well. and I tried even harder to 
the the ones were fewer and far between. I still tried to do everything. Mm-hmm. When the half the scene was like, if you do this and you're a bad person, but I, I was like, fuck it. If you do this, you're a bad person. If yeah. you went out during COVID and yeah. did comedy, you know that there's people yeah, in Austin true. that have that mentality. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, but yeah. it's like I I have like mental you know issue. I ha- I need to. This makes me feel complete as a person. Like I need this. Do you okay? So so it's like I I'm choosing between my mental health and other people's physical health, and it was it was a crazy time. But yeah, I did comedy. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: So, did, are are you one of those that, and this is not a good, bad thing, where like if you weren't doing comedy, you wouldn't do anything else? Like this is you. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you might end it, up being it, a great carpenter. I don't know. Maybe I'm not, I'm not telling you to quit. I'm, look, hold no, on. Yeah, I'm not telling you right. to quit. I'm yeah. I'm saying that. The, the, there's there's more to you than than that possibly maybe no nah, I think so I think so this is not a my dad's possession. a carpenter oh shit well yeah. there you go well, it's so, so boring I don't want to learn that shit well I'm not I probably should have because there's very few carpenters now hey you always need a carpenter like, a you always skill. need a plumber yeah. you always need a carpenter you always need someone to um do the AC shit in yeah. Texas that that's what uh my dad was like if you learn a job, do a job that that people are gonna need you like year round. Okay, and now I'm, I work for a software company, but whatever, whatever. So, uh, what, what what was your take on the Austin comedy scene when you came here? Except for the fact that we it's mostly white folks. There was some black people. I went up to Colleen. You know, yeah, I like yeah. I like Colleen. I like Twice as Funny, and. And that only being an hour away, it's not that bad. People bitch about Austin, but it's like you could. There's Houston and there's Dallas and there's Colleen mm-hmm. and San Antonio. Like this is a good like Texas as a whole, because this is my first experience with Texas. It's a good it's a good spot. You could do whole tour and just in Texas. Yeah, and I never I, leave. There's Texas. some comics that only do Texas, and and if if you can perform for white people and black people and Hispanic people, and you're hitting all the areas, all the markets, pretty much. Pretty much, it's pretty good. I I liked it. It was it was weird when I first got here because everyone's trying to figure out, you know, who's who and pecking order. Oh yeah, I mean this 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 is a outside of people coming here. They just started. Yeah, people coming in there a couple years in, and people that were doing it for five six years now they're already on top. Yep, it was weird. It it it's outside of conversation. I had um, uh, David Santafonte. And uh, we're talking about it, like you know, if if you think about comedians as a community, where like we're all in this together type of deal, like we're all trying to be funny, we're all trying to get stage time, we're all trying to get better, we're all trying to make it, and trying to live off of it. Hopefully, some people drop off, some people make it, whatever. By the end of the day, it's still the same process for everybody then you would think that the egos would go away. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. You would think. But there's some entitled motherfuckers out there yeah. who think that they just God's gift the, the next Carlin. Yeah. And you're like, yo, you started last week. Uh, that's and and working the door. I have to I, I gotta deal with these people. Oh yeah, these, I forgot these, about that. Shit. They, they they think it's just walk in. And just just walk around. They don't want to buy a ticket. 
I, I got to deal with a lot of entitled comics that don't deserve to be that entitled. I mean, <laughs> we're laughing about it because, like, somebody got to tell. I mean, it, it. don't get me wrong. It sucks to crush someone's dreams, no matter what the dream is, right? But I think at some point, you got to be real with yourself and be like, yo, are you really cut out for this? Yeah. If, if you're... If you're brand new and you don't, I mean, there's a saying that I've heard a lot of professional comics say, tell me is that, do you get it? And they don't really describe what the it is. It's it's a, do you have an understanding of what it takes? Do you do you have, um, do you have the dedication and the commitment and the the willingness to yeah to you know, bomb and shit the bed and sometimes be funny, sometimes be heckled. Like it it there's a lot to this. It's like the the they say it's the lowest form of uh lowest form of entertainment because the barrier of entry is very is very small, right? And everybody thinks they can do it. Yeah. But it's being funny is something that everybody thinks they have. I mean, you go on Twitter, you can look at comments on YouTube, it's on Instagram, it's all people trying to be funny. That's all it is. Who's going to have the wittiest, you know, tweet? Who's going to have the, the nicest, the, the memes? And which is fine because in and of itself, it is a form of comedy. You know, and, and, and I get it. I, I will never knock the attempt at it. Um, but when comics say, "Hey, you have, you have to, you have to get it," it, it, it it's a whole. How can I put this? It's a whole universe you're diving into, and you have to be ready for it, and that takes time to build. But people go in there thinking, like, "Oh yeah, I will be on Rogan next month." I'm like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Yeah. Seriously, somebody got to tell you, "Hey, man." Go get a day job. Yeah, you're gonna need one for a while. It's that, yeah, for yeah, yeah for, for the rest of your life. Like this, this, this is this is not for you. And it, it's, it sucks to say. Have you ever met people that are a few, maybe four, three, four, five years into comedy, mm-hmm. and their focus is on paying the bills with comedy? Mm-hmm. So they'll host a couple shows, you know, weekly shows, monthly shows, so that. Technically, they are paying the bills with just comedy, but it's, it should that really be the goal? To pay just to pay your bills, yeah. you're hosting some shows, you know, you're running some shows, producing shows. Yeah, you're making maybe fifteen to two grand a month with comedy. Is that making it? No, no. I, I don't, hold on. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say no. I, I there's think, so many different focuses that. Different that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. Could, yeah. That, there, there's and I had that conversation with with Rebecca. Own a craft, or you just trying to. Be everything. Quit the day job. Quitting the, is quitting the day job really the marker? No, I think is once you start getting paid, and you become. I think like if you become a regular somewhere. Yeah. Um. I would say. I mean, you hear about the, the like the ten year mark is what most comedians will tell you. It's like you know, after t- ten years. You know, if you've been doing grinding ten for ten years, something will happen. Some people will happen earlier, some people will happen later. It, it, but that's kind of the the rule of thumb, right? 
but I, I think that to Rebecca's point, which I agree with, because the barrier of entry is so, is so small, people just focus on that, where there's other things you can do in comedy that would actually, like uh, David was saying, help the community as a whole. So if you just stick to being a producer, uh, case in point, Brandon was a comic and then it was like, you know what? I'm actually better at being behind the scenes and putting on shows. And it started Big Laugh, which makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Uh, Kate, same thing. Kate Lois, same thing happened to her. She was like, I mean, she realized that, oh, this comedy thing is not for me, but I can actually help the community and put some folks on. Great. Um, I do appreciate it when comics branch out and get um, get on the production side as well, like run their own shows, as opposed to people who had nothing to do with comedy doing it. But again, when it gets into the egos, and I only put my friends on, I'm only putting you on because it's a tit for tat type yeah, of thing. thing. I mean, I like doing shows. I like, I just like, I like performing. I just like doing stand-up <laughs> but it's at the point like should i start a show just for the fact that i could put people on then they'll put me on their show like we're just having some leverage in that way it depends it's just you're just then i wouldn't even be doing it because i really want to do it i'm just doing it because it feels like i need to have a show i need to have something to some kind of bargaining chip for the rest of the pe- these other people no i don't think it's a need i don't think it's a need I think it's more of a like relationship one on one. But I would like to gain some ho- more, some better hosting skills. Yeah, I mean it's a different muscle. But why host the show? You can host the open mic. It's a different deal. Yeah, that that's 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 different. There's, I got to learn all these things. Do you think you need to learn all these things? I think do, you want to. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Like to just you be, be well rounded. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So. You can you, no rush. You, you, yeah, you can flex that muscle however you want it, and and just you know, take your time. But I think just like any community, it's about relationships. Yeah. Whether, I mean, whether it's your, you know, you work in service industry, you work in the tech industry, whatever, you, whatever you're doing, it's, it's, if you can take the ego out and appreciate what people are doing and, so, I mean, as basic as, hey, just show some love, just yeah. support. That will always go a long way. No matter what you end up doing, whether you go, oh, you know what? I, I'm i going to start producing stuff. Or, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna partner with this other company and I'll be, I'll be the booker just for that. Or, hey, I got a venue that wants to work with me and they give me a cut. So... I'm more now I'm becoming their programming director for that one venue, whatever, or you keep doing comedy, whatever your path is. I think that at the end of the day, what matters just like in any job, it's what's your network. And the, the sad part is there's such ego tied to this art form because you want to be the best. Everybody wants to be the best. I mean, it's really in in, in anything, but, and you get, you get bitter because other people are getting ahead of you. People who started after you get ahead of you somehow, 
or you're not getting the stage time you think you were going to get, or you're frustrated because you're not doing as well as you think you you should, and that just brings you down and you become angry, and then it, you can tell on stage what your mindset is like. It doesn't translate well. People are like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's not that funny. He's just a bitter comic. He's a sad clown who never, he became the Joker down yeah. the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sad clown. Yeah. It, 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 it's atmosphere. No, it, 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 I mean, it is a reality. I'm not saying that it, it's, uh, it's not a good or bad. It's like, it is a Have thing. Have you seen that? What? People like that? Um, not personally, people I, I know personally, but, um, I've heard, I mean, people talk and they say, oh, this guy shouldn't be there. The fuck? I, I should be up there. Oh, this guy's not funny. This girl's not funny. Whatever that, and I'm like, the fuck do you care? How about you focus on your shit? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's a, uh. I put this. I don't think it, it's not a race. I think there's plenty for everybody. It's like everybody want to be a rapper. Everybody want to be a comic. You know, everybody want to be a DJ. I was thinking. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, "Do you think there's more comics, more DJs, and more rappers?" I think. I think it's. Uh, I think there's more people trying to trying to be in the hip hop game than than the comedy game. You think so? I think it's a little more saturated. I, th- I think that would be harder to get into. The well, then if, if that's harder, there's less of them. Comedy is easier to get in. It's easier, yeah. There's so, less. So, so I, I was, I would think there'd be more comics because even DJs. Because I mean, I've I've looked up like DJ agencies and people who book DJs and they show their roster, and you're like, okay, first of all, you need gear just to get started as a DJ, as a rapper. You need to have bars and you need to demonstrate. You need to sell your shit. Like nobody will give you a chance really until you're actually good. Comedy is the other way. It's anybody can get in. You can suck and still get on stage somehow. You know what I mean? So if you do the math, I would think there's way more comics (laughs) than DJs and rappers. Just from for that. That's just my analysis. Like that pull out of my ass, but does that make sense? Yeah. So I I, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting process. It's not a sorry. I'm just ranting now. You ever so, struggle with that though? Huh? You ever struggle like fuck? I should be on that. No, because have you were you ever like that? Yes. Yeah. But in that moment, you can be like that in the moment yeah. and see someone on on the lineup. You're like fuck. Damn, I want to be on there. that show. Yeah, I want to be on that show. But if you counter that with, oh, good for them. Maybe I should be out there more. Maybe I should do more mics. Maybe I should show my face to places. Maybe, 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 maybe. And then you just like internalize it. And instead of pointing the finger, look at yourself and go, what am I not doing? Exactly. What am I not doing that doesn't get me this gig? And... I think that's what it comes down to. But in the moment, it's going to happen. Like your your brain is going to go, fuck that bitch or fuck that dude. Like what the hell is he doing? On, on and I the- feel bad about myself for thinking like that. Huh? I feel bad about myself for thinking like that. No, but that's words. Well, but that's okay. But if if you feel like that, you resent that person. Next time you see him like, well, what? It's not them. 
Yeah, exactly. You. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. So if if you let that linger and you don't like process it right and you're not thinking, oh, maybe I need to step my game up. Yeah. I mean, and you're just gonna keep falling behind. Exactly. Exactly. And my my thing my thing is this. Like, I don't know. I don't know where this is gonna take me. I just because uh I know I've, I'll always have something to fall back on because I'm always working on like side projects or whatever. And, you know, and I, and I actually had, had this talk with, uh, with Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, it was right before my son was born. And, as, and he said, don't use that you're about to be a dad as an excuse for not getting on stage. Cause on the contrary, use that, like as fuel, like cause you don't have material and you'll be able to get on, get up there and, and talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good angle. Right. Um, I wanted to say, but, but I didn't cause he, that was, that was great advice. Yeah. Um, uh, but <laughs> now yeah. I can say, but, but I, it's like any, put it this way. Man, I feel like I'm being like your orientation. No, coach. go ahead. Um, it's like anything you get into. It's a. It's how much are you willing to dedicate to it? It's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna write for for five and go try it for another? You know, nineteen. Is is that the game? Because it's good. Because I mean, I hear professional comics say, yo, I used to do 30 shows a week, like 30 mics a week. I would just go up and down the street, up and down the city, like go drive an hour away to just get it done and come back. And then, oh, there's this other thing we can go to. All right, let's get all, let's all get in the car and then go and go and do that and do that for 20 years. Like I've I've always been envious of people who at a young age were like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. I know. That's one thing that I'm like, fuck, if I had that shit, I was, did you see that dude, Mr. Beast? Have you watched yeah, that one? Yeah. I was listening to that today and I'm like, here, here's a kid, age, I never heard of him until the Rogan episode. Yeah. Never heard of him. Never seen his videos. Nothing. He'd be like, yo, you got to watch this Mr. Beast guy. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, what is it? So? I'm like, the kid had one thing. Since age 11, and that thing's called YouTube, and he studied it for thousands and thousands of hours at 11. At fucking 11. What were you doing when you were 11? I couldn't commit to anything at that age. No, exactly. Exactly. But the, there's, there are people out there that just like are so obsessed with something that so, nothing else matters. The sooner you figure out what you want to do, the better chance that you're going to be great at it exactly i'm 40 yeah <laughs> i tell I'm you 28 i feel too old already uh, i got into the game too late already no no no, no. look there, there's plenty of success look at dean, dean del rey yeah dean del rey joey diaz joey diaz look it's at not, it's possible lewis black I, i'm just thankful R- that it could Rodney, have been later at least Rodney dangerfield yeah you ever seen a young Rodney dangerfield never <laughs> it's, it's old, nobody's it's ever seen Rodney. it's all old rodney rodney yeah. There's no young Rodney, funny Rodney. It's all old Rodney. So it can happen. 
it can happen it, and it's um i mean it's it, it's a grind like anything else it, it it's just you know how bad you want it and if it doesn't work out what do you do that's all i feel like i'm i'm having a therapy session with you right now you have a therapy session i think i'm all right i think i think back is saying that i need to pick another uh I need, I need to be pick a trade or something. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not. No, no, don't put words. I did not say that. What I'm saying is, I don't want to work on air conditioner. <laughs> I don't do that. HVAC, Mumford. Yeah, this is where money at. Eighty grand a year. No, no, no. no I don't. You know what? We, we we have a, and I think it's a. Uh, I was talking about a show that I started watching. That was my dope shit from last episode. Um. <laughs> Called the stand-ups and and it's a French TV show on Netflix. Yeah, about French comics, like how they come up in the game and and they have these different characters and they all have their own story, like storyline. Like there's the washed-up comic who gets in his own way because he's a cocaine addict. The other one is married with the kid and she talks about her husband and her in her act in her act yeah. and he doesn't like it. And the dude is like a writer or a journalist, something like that. And there's the other guy who's like, I gotta, I live with my dad. My dad's a loser, doesn't make any money. So I have to, I have to make money to support my dad. But he's, we smoke weed all the time. And I got it. I'm trying to make this comedy thing work, but I should get a job so I can support my dad. It's like, it's really good. That was my dope shit last time. Check it out. It's really good. But anyway, like immigrant family have this thing that, and they're all immigrants in France. Uh, this thing like, oh, yeah, you know, we work hard to come to this country, so you should be a blah, blah, blah. Be a lawyer, be a doctor, be an astronaut, whatever the fuck. But there's always this pressure of like, yeah, the fuck you doing comedy for? Like, how are you going to live? How are you going to, you're going to get married one day? You're going to what, be on the road? Like, you know, four days a week? I can't wait for that. But you have a vasectomy. You're fine. Uh, can't wait for the road. Yeah, I look forward to it. Actually, yeah, have you tried? Have you been? Uh, a little bit. Like out of state or just? Uh, I'll, just not really. No, I've done I've done some stuff out of state, but I look. I've, I've listened to all that. No, but like to where? From hotel to hotel. Like by yourself, not not with friends. Yeah. Not with comic friends. Just by yourself. Booking your own gigs. Yeah. yeah. Like you come to one town by yourself. You I'm, drive I'm in. Ready for that, yeah. You get on Facebook. You're like, hey, I'm in town for a couple of weeks, and anybody can book me. And to make money, I don't know if they'd actually pay me to to the point where I have enough money to get to the next town yet. Because that's that's how you make that's how you continue it, right? Right. You'd have to get enough money to. To pay for so the gas if, you're, to if get, you're living in your car, or yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when when you look at uh, like a Hans Kim who lived in a van, at fucking Dre Dre Ricks did too, and I'm like, yeah, your overhead is nothing. <laughs> you're like, you're mobile. You can go anywhere. You know, post up and be like, oh, I'm in town for a couple of weeks. What's up? Where's the shows? Yeah, but it it's rough, man. I gotta say, it, it's rough. Like I, I had Jordan McDonald, and he was like, "I'm a, my goal is to be a, on the uh, perform at the Apollo." I'm like, "Yeah, that's a that's a dream. It's a huge dream." But he sees it, and that's that's like his uh, that's his goal. So it's working at it. Where do you think it's gonna take you? Comedy. Yeah, I don't know. I where do you want to be? I guess. Um, 
feel like I've interviewed yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just fucking with you. I don't know. I, you I, have to answer. I think, I think I'll be happy with wherever it takes me. Because I'm just, I'm enjoying the ride. Exactly. And it, that, it's, see, it's fulfilling me in the moment. The growth is fulfilling me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wasn't happy with my life before I started doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, it's not, it's cool to get better at something and to make, and make people happy and make people laugh and this have the, a skill. Yeah. So this is the happiest you've been in a long time? Yeah. Good. For sure. And I've got more opp- opportunities than I ever could have imagined. So I wish I could tell you, I want to be on America's Got Talent and that's my dream. Mm-hmm. But I think if I just continue doing what I'm doing, then, you know, it could be that or more. Life. Something that I can't even imagine right now. Life can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah, know. Be happy, you know. You meet the, the woman of your dreams. And then quit comedy. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not say that. Yeah. And she actually Maybe supports you. Maybe she's dope. She and supports she supports it. you. She loves Joey Diaz. Yeah, my comedy gets even, <laughs> even better. You have plenty of material and she loves it. Yeah, maybe she writes the jokes. I, if she helps. What if she's a comic? Would you date a, another comic? I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. Nah, what do you think? I, no. Yeah, I don't think so. I no, I, I would date somebody funny. Um, yeah, but not not another person that's also wants. No, that that's stage. that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. There's so much comparison. They have, have you to, ever? What? Dated a comic? No. Fuck a comic. No. Okay. I fuck funny girls. Yeah. But fuck a comic. No. I don't so you didn't see her name on the open mic list and your name on the same open mic list. <laughs> no, no never, you never did. No, that. have you? I sh- I I won't do it again. <laughs> I won't do that again. Oh, we were about to get yeah, into the gossip segment of no, the no feedback podcast. No, you should. I didn't know. They always say don't do that. But fucking another comment. Yeah, yeah. Because but, but like anything, you learn once you do something that you should not do. Has it happened once or twice? Once. What? Just once. You like never again. No. What was just, it? Was it's it just weird? Not good. Yeah. It just. It's not. You just don't. You shouldn't shit where you eat. You know? <laughs> That's a good way to put so it. This is like <laughs> take it seriously. It should, it's it's rare. But everyone's moving to Austin. This is like freshman year of college. All these comics coming here from all over the world and the country. No, it's like the a East big Coast and West Coast. We're partying this first year, but now it's we got to get serious a little bit now. Yeah, and I'll tell you this about about Austin. Uh, Austin is a big high school. Yeah, it's always been this way. Really? Yes. It's like if you're in. Uh, any kind of entertainment in Austin, arts, music, dance, comedy, whatever, you're, there's like a two degree separation. Like you can't introduce somebody and they're not, they don't go, oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh, you know that guy. We have like 50 mutual friends. We had no idea. Is that Austin has always been like that. But now with comedy, it's like when everybody moving here is, is it feels incestuous. Very. And you're like, I feel like I've rarely gone to a show or a mic and I didn't recognize like 90% of the faces in there. Like the comics. Audience too? Not only the audience. Oh, just the, com- just yeah. the comics. Yeah, just I know. Comics. And this is a much bigger scene than where I came from. But I've already, I, th- I feel like I know almost everyone. Yeah. At, at this yeah. point, yeah. And, and you know exactly where they're at. You know, six years, ten years, two years, two months, a week. But they're all in there. Yeah. And they're all in there. And you're like, God damn it. 
some of y'all need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's all good. I think that sometimes. But then I'll, I'll, I'll bomb and I'll be like, fuck, maybe I'm the one that should be doing something else. No, 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 no. It's, but I don't think that. Okay. I, think I'm, I, I struggle with the confidence sometimes. You were good tonight. I yeah, gotta say. I mean, yeah, but it's, I feel like that could have been better. Good. But that's, that, I hear what? that's the mentality to actually make people great is they always. The, hum- think the it humility. Sucks. Yeah. You have to be humble. If, if you go out there like your shit don't stink and you walk around like your shit don't stink, only a few people can pull that but off. But you also have to, you don't want to be like that, but you also don't want to appear nervous. And no, I don't think you, it's a matter of nerve. You have to look comfortable. To, yes, to a degree. It's not, that's that's different. You can be nervous, but still look but comfortable. You can't show you can't present nervous nervousness or nervous energy. Right. You can. So, I I I think that the audience feels it when you're not being authentic. Right. They can feel it because let's say you're like for example, uh, if you tell a joke, it bombs, and you don't acknowledge it. It's like, okay, this guy's just going to act like he didn't just, like nobody laughed at this last joke. He's not going to say anything about that. I think I think that that skill comes from some time of doing stand-up. Yeah, you yeah. You pick that up, that yeah, ability. Yeah. To just like like bounce back or just like, oh, you shit, start, that you're was You're just bad. trying to remember what you're going to say. And what, then at some, at some certain point, you are you do, you're able to acknowledge mm-hmm. uh, when, whether something hits or something doesn't hit. Yeah, exactly. You get the joke will bomb, and then you say something, and then people will laugh. Just and yeah, that they're back on. Joke. Yeah. They're back on the train. And you got it's. Yep. That's the. That's what. That's what's cool about stand up. It's fun, man. You're <laughs> riding that wave. It is a wave. It is a freaking wave, and we're all in it for this it. Is, this is this is so bad. What? I sound like a piece of shit. Why? Why are you saying that? I'm getting. I'm getting uh, self conscious now. You were nervous coming here. We're, in the ta- first we're place. talking comedy. We're talking shop. But no, that's fine. Are you nervous still? A little bit, no. I no? got pee. <laughs> we we gonna wrap it up, man. An hour and it's it's all right. All the shit, it's midnight. Yeah. All right, let's do the dope shit. Yeah, so we do this thing. I don't know if you heard the dope shit. It's uh something that's not about you that you would recommend for people. It's, it could be a book, YouTube channel, a show, uh porn site, uh venue, a restaurant, the website. The service, like, yo, y'all need to check this out. What, yeah, something in mind. I can't go first. If you want to, you want to go piss first? Yeah. All right, go yeah, ahead. So, my dope shit is um, I caught on this podcast called Remember the Game. Um, it's this, it's a comedian, actually. I think it's from, uh, I forgot his name, something blank. I mean, literally, his name is uh, Mad Blank or Michael Blank. Anyway, it's called Remember the Game, um, and it's a podcast about retro gaming. So if you remember Adam Blank, that's his name. That is his real name. He's a comedian out of Canada, uh, but he does perform in the U.S., I believe. But anyway, Remember the Game, the podcast. So he he doesn't do any research. He doesn't like... You know, there's some there's a bunch of YouTube channels that go through like the history of Mario Brothers and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and how the graphics evolve from one year to the next, whatever. This man just gets on the phone with his friends and just goes, Hey, we're gonna talk about Ninja Turtle on NES. And then just out of from memory, 
just talks about the game, you know, what he liked, what he didn't like, how hard it was, the music, the soundtrack. Uh, and he's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a gamer myself. I mean, I grew up playing video games. Um, I own every PlayStation. Uh, and uh, I actually have the old school Xbox with a bunch of all the old school games on it, like a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, uh, Neo Geo, you name it. I have it. So I love video games. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he talks about games like, uh, yeah, uh, Super Mario World, which is the best Super Mario ever made. Uh, Mario Kart, Contra, uh, Streets of Rage, uh, Sonic, uh, Sonic 2, Mega Man, Castlevania 4, and Super Nintendo. So if you're a gamer or if you, if you appreciate uh, retro gaming, so you're talking anything, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, um, Dreamcast. Actually, he did touch on some Dreamcast games. Uh, I did talk about it with his friends. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, it will take you back to those days when you used to play uh, Mario Kart with your friends or GoldenEye in college or whatever. So remember the game, the podcast. Check it out. It's on everywhere. Spotify. Um, I really liked it. I discovered it recently, and I am hooked. Sometimes I want to I want to call in. I think he has a Patreon. Yeah, there's a Patreon. When he lets people vote for what game they're going to talk about next. Um. So yeah, if you love video games, retro gaming, check it out. Remember the game, the podcast. That's my dope shit. What's yours? You got time to think when you're European? Uh, I tried. I tried. <laughs> so what I've what I've gotten into, I a lot of people probably already know about it, but YouTube channel Soft White Underbelly. Soft what? Soft White Underbelly. Have you ever heard of it? Uh uh-uh. uh. What is it? It's uh, it's this guy just interviews people. He'll just let them talk, just their face in front of the camera. He'll do like. Cocaine addict, heroin addict, uh, prostitute, mm-hmm. uh, meth addict, homeless, uh, rape victim, and they're all white pimp. people. No, all different kinds of people. Oh, and there's he's got so many videos. It's it's a popular channel. I didn't but know I just it. I just found out about it and I got hooked. You just just hearing these people's stories. Some some of the times some of the wisdom that comes out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that sounds it's, dope. It's, it's pretty cool, man. I like that kind of stuff. There's actually. a there's a really there's a popular video of a West Virginia family. Yeah, yeah, with the, 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 incest, the brother and yes, the sister. It was a brother one. and sister that had like 16 children, and the mom and dad are dead now, but the kids are just like living. The dude barks. Some of them, yeah, he can't talk. That's that channel. Oh, but they did that's so much right. Other stuff. That's right. I heard on Rogan yeah, actually, and, they, and I they, saw they, that. Yeah. Wow! Yes, yeah. The grown. I thought it was a kid, but it's the grown man that they're barks. All, yeah, they. They're fucked they're up. Fucked up but they, they don't. They don't. They, it's not their fault. They never really traced it. They don't though. know. Yeah, they. The guy was like, "So was it your mom or your dad, or brother and sister?" He's like, "No." Like, and the neighbor got clearly, violent with the journal. Yeah, they're the just guy, like yeah. they're just like leave them alone at this point. Just let them die and just we'll just cover up. I forgot this. what the names are. Yeah, they take them to Walmart. There's Are a video serious? where they take they take them to Walmart. They're like, you can get whatever you want, and you just watch them. It's it's great content. I, I gotta find the name of that family again. Oops. There's like hoarders and some of those other shows that makes you feel good about yourself for watching them. But this one, <laughs> this one, it's not. It's just you're just in shot. You're just so attracted to it. You're in awe of what you're seeing. Is not. Yeah, if you want to feel good about your. At least you're not inbred. Yeah, man, that no. that shit was scary. 
I forgot the name of the, the family. The Whitakers. The Whitakers, that's yeah. right. The Whitakers, yeah. yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, that's some scary shit. Yeah, check it out. So the soft white underbelly? Yeah, on YouTube. Uh, man. I see, I, I'm always curious about, I mean, I like that. I don't enjoy it, but I think it's always interesting to see just the human condition as a whole. Yeah. Like that, there's a, on Vice, the Vice channel, there's this one playlist about, it's called um, Informer. Have you heard of it? Uh, I watch, I watch a lot of Vice. There's the, it's the one where they put a they put a mask on and they they uh like hide their voice and these people yeah, have yeah, some yeah. crazy jobs like the, one of the guys is like he's a moderator for Facebook and his job is to like moderate like decapitation videos and rape videos and pictures and stuff and he it fucked him up mentally. Yeah. This other guy used to work on a yacht for billionaires like people you never never hear about that own everything. And like it, they can do whatever they want, and it talks about that. Like the one guy worked at a hotel, another guy worked at a yacht. It, it, it's crazy stuff, and it's just they just say, "Hey, this this was my life. This is what I this is what I went through." Or I was part of a prostitution ring, or you know, uh, human trafficking. It's like holy shit, man. Good luck, humanity. This <laughs> yeah. this is intense. Anyway, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at best friend Munford Davis M O N F O R D D A V I S. Or you can find him in front of a Vulcan Gas Company. Yeah, I'm there like five five nights a week. You can you can't miss him. He has the beard. Yeah, it's uh um yeah, but I'll say this um one you don't do an easy job. I don't know how much longer I'll be there. I probably in the next few months I'll. I'm going to try and find a day job because Rogan's club opening. Yeah. I mean, I, I, regardless, I thank, you, thank, thank, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so you're saying you don't want to kick the drunk people out, but imagine having to kick drunk people out during a comedy show where you, you love comedy. These people are just fucking, that's just what I'm saying. And just being disrespectful for the art form that you love. Like, shut the it, fuck it's up. a sacrifice, man. And it's a job, but somebody has to do it. Hopefully not a comic. They should have done it at the Oscars. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we talked about that last time. That was that was nuts. But he's fine. He'll, they'll, they'll be fine. I think yeah. Will Smith has demons. but We uh, all do. No, Will Smith has some serious shit. His wife wasn't laughing. He's like, motherfucker, you better get up there and slap the shit That's out of him. crazy. Yeah, and they did. I hope, I hope Austin doesn't become like that. What? When people walk like up? That. I don't know. I... I'm kind of torn on that because I don't think it would be Hollywood. I think it would be corporate where there's such, um, what's the word, movement and such growth that everybody and their mama want to be attached to it. And so I don't think the industry would leave LA to come to Texas. I think it would be like, oh, this is brought to you by blah blah blah, and then they start running the shit. I don't, th- I don't think it's gonna happen because, like I was saying earlier, it's become so decentralized that it's actually people who love comedy who are running comedy in the city. It's it's Joe Rogan. I mean, when he opens this thing, you know, it's you know, it's Rebecca over at Creek. 
Uh, it's it's comics running shows all over town. I mean, we're just in Round Rock for McDuffie's joint. Yeah, you know, people doing shows in Taylor and Colleen. So it, it 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 would be hard for someone to come in who's not, I would say, part of the community to do something because I would think that the first response would be like, "No, f- fuck are you? Like, we got our own thing. We got it. We got it." figure it out like we we lock this we don't need doritos or google to come in and say okay now i'm gonna run the comedy shit now we're gonna get into the comedy game or netflix i mean netflix already is but it's gonna happen at some point but i don't think it'll be as huge as it is in 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 la but we'll see if studios start moving here and shit like that but I don't, I don't think it. I don't think so. Honestly, I honestly don't think so. But you know, I don't have a crystal ball, and I'm just uh, a, a dude with a podcast yeah. who happens to be funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as always, so follow Mumford. Go check him out. Very funny. Uh, shout out to Brian McDuffie on his show and in Round Rock at Rocky's Piano Bar is really dope. Everybody fucking did well. It's a good show. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Thank you back. Uh, and follow the feedback uh, everyone on social media like I said earlier uh, follow Hip Hop Bingo as well and go see some live comedy with back down on stage too uh, so <laughs> I have to cut that clip because David was on and he did this long like it's like a graduation speech about live art for like five minutes straight yeah. like go outside Go see live performance. Go see live music. Go see live comedy. I mean, it's we have a scene here in Austin that's trying to make it. Uh, it's become more and more difficult for people to live in the city because you know real estate and shit and California and blah blah blah. But if you want to support, that's how you support. You go see them, have a good time, cut the bullshit, leave the bullshit at home, um, have fun. You know, take care of them. Take care of the people who work the industry. Take care of your staff, the the whatever venue you're at. Take care of the comics. Tell them, tell your friends, and don't be an asshole. That's the key to life. So, thank you again. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.